0: Not great Parents podcast. I am not great parent Molly and this is not great parent Nathan.
1: Yes and my hand is empty. I don't know why I left it on the table. As That's goes. all right
0: I, mean, I am running low tea. but uh we are. For those
1: who are listening and not watching I was referring to an actual can of coke not like my my proverbial can <laughs> is empty. <laughs> my, cup, my cup is not
0: full. My cold. cup
1: is not runneth over. <laughs>
0: and no. I'm running low on drink from chick-fil-a from (laughs) chick-fil-a which is of course
1: the godliest of drinks oh yeah what is that
0: just tea oh okay yeah i'm boring i drink unsweet tea
1: well that's that's
0: all right pretty exciting yeah very good
1: stuff not great in general but i think this episode we're trying to be as we've said this is our new year's resolution we're going to be more practical
0: less conceptual so we're going to spend less time explaining at the beginning right we're going to give you the condensed version at the beginning and we're going to get to more practical i'm gonna challenge myself
1: here to be as quick as i can what do we mean when we
0: say not great parents we mean go
1: oh sorry i thought you were gonna say (laughs) oh you want me to
0: do it this is cutting into my time okay (laughs) no wait i'll I'll do it if you You say go again give me like a countdown all right three two one go was really quick (laughs) not great
1: parents the reason we're not great is because we are not uh, living our lives to pursue the greatness of the world success happiness, experiences, money, adventures, all that kind of stuff. We are pursuing life in what God says is good, which may mean we have to give up some of the greatness of the world to get more of God's goodness, and we're trying to lead our children that direction. That's why we're not great.
0: Good. I didn't keep track of the amount of time, but that was pretty brief. Nathan. Thanks. Good
1: work. I thought you were like your own little metronome. You can I'm keep like, it perfectly in sync. So
0: uh, It's me. Yeah. It would be the most... Sporadic metronome of all time. That's true.
1: That's true. true. But we are currently in a series called Family Matters.
0: I know. Family Matters. So for some of you, it might... Take you right back to your childhood to this show. That's those right, shows. good
1: old sitcoms, good
0: old yeah. family-centered sitcoms. Yes, last episode you can go back and watch it, but Nathan went ahead and did the oh, piano. Oh, here
1: doodly go. That's how. That's how. It yeah, name
0: that tune, guys. It's the <laughs> Family Matters exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we, yeah, we did talk a little bit about sitcoms the last time, but yeah. we are calling it Family Matters, and we are talking about um the role of mm-hmm. family yeah. in uh, why we have family what the purpose of family is mm-hmm. um and uh what it does um and what it's used for in terms of getting our families focused and centered on the goodness of God
1: yeah so. and in particular what we said last time was you know just like we've done good not great the kind of you know uh the kind of duality we've created here is that in the modern kind of American individualistic mindset for uh, families, it's primarily been about, hey, the job of the family is to help prop up the individual. And right. what I mean by is, you know, a good family is one where every
0: kid finds their thing. Finds their thing and excels at something. That's right. And our our role as a parent is to help them reach their max potential in that area.
1: That's right. And maybe it's not even like a Thing like a skill, it might be, and I hear this now all the time of living your authentic self. It's you know, one of my kids said to me the other day. Oh, no. I, had, I was talking to them about some bad behavior they had. Like it was, it was significant. I mean, it was about like a thing they had done that was, that was immoral bad. and sinful. And they said to me, "You're supposed, you're trying to change who I am."
0: Well, yeah, if you're being a thief or a liar or whatever, <laughs> they sure said, am.
1: <laughs> they said, "You're trying to, you're supposed to." What did they say did you you're supposed to help me be me and i said who told you that nonsense <laughs> i ain't trying to make you you no. i'm trying to make you who christ is yeah i said because i said you know what you are you're just like me we're you're deceptive sinners. you're you're mean-spirited at
0: times just like i am we're and, selfish we're all these yes. things and i
1: said our goal is we want to become more like christ and I said, and of course, I went on, as I do on this podcast, but I'm going to do less of this year. A really conceptual rant. <laughs> oh,
0: yes.
1: oh, so your kids are going to get extra because yeah. they're going to try to chop it up over here. My kid's life has gotten significantly worse since we started this
0: podcast. That is why they call it the Terrible Parents Podcast.
1: <laughs> that is true. But um, I think there is this thing that we think the one, one version of greatness is I, we as a family have to help our kids. And if that means we have to spend less time all together, you know, as long as I'm getting a point of connection with my kid on the way to the thing, or, you know, on the way to the practice, then that's fine. But we are saying there's this other version that the point of the family is to be this model right. of Christ's love mm-hmm. to be a model of the church right. where it's not just about God loving me. Cause that's kind of this individualistic one, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, well, Mom got time with Johnny in the car, and so it's all fine because they're, they have a really strong relationship. But Johnny doesn't know how to have a, a relationship. I, I don't know any kids named Johnny. I, know I do. Adults I named have Johnny. a nephew named
0: Johnny. Isn't oh, not well, There you
1: go. So that Johnny. I
0: know. I, <laughs> that I Johnny
1: has no relationship with his sister or with his brother because they never spend time together. There's this other version we want to get to, which is, that the family's job is really to learn how to love one another so that one day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: our kids begin to understand life is about more than me and that they learn how to give themselves to Jesus and and to his people.
0: Family is a training ground Mm. for, for you And for your children to learn what it is to live in community and not have it be an individualistic community. That it is a community. Because ultimately they're going to be in a community. We want them to choose to be in a community of believers and a community of people who love Jesus. And so part of that is giving up you know, this idea that everything revolves around them.
1: That's right. So now let's talk about the church. Let's bring this into this idea of... The church also is meant to exist as this kind of community. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said the church is supposed to be uh, like a family. He, we've already read, I believe, in a previous episode, the story where Jesus' mother and brothers come and his sisters come to talk yes. to him. And he says, who are my mother and brothers and sisters? It's whoever does the will of God. Right. Then, you know, throughout the New Testament, the... earliest believers right in these early churches referred to each other as brothers and sisters and it was it was more than just like a friendly kind of way of talking they believed it was something actual because the romans one of the ways that they called the early church a cult was they said they have brothers and sisters they thought they were incestuous they thought their brothers and sisters were marrying each other they're like somehow these people actually believe the person I'm married to is more like my sister right. than she is like my wife. Talk about
0: conceptual, right? Yeah. And everyone's
1: like, this is weird and Ugh, creepy. So weird. But they genuinely believed this is the way we're supposed to treat one another as a family. But somehow things have primarily changed. Molly, you're a children's pastor. Mm-hmm. I was a youth pastor for a long time. And I help our youth pastor Sawyer with a lot of stuff. And I listened to both of y'all talk. Does it feel to you that primarily that's what most parents think of when they're dropping their kids off at churches? Oh, this is time with their family. Or does it feel no. like there's some
0: other no, thing? No, I, I think there are there are some that do. I do think there so. There are some that do and that um, you know, being here on a Sunday is an extension of their family and it right. is time spent with the greater family. Um, there are a lot of people that feel like going to church is the right thing to do for whatever reason. Mm, there's like a moral and component. There's like a moral component or, or maybe the parent just grew up going to church. And so they want that for their kids. But really what they're thinking is, I'm going to take my kids. They're going to have a good time mm. and not complain that they had to go.
1: Yeah, happiness on happiness there. Happiness on there. They're happy. Got a good experience.
0: Got a good ex- Had fun. Got a good experience. They might've met some friends. Might make some Might friends. Make Social. Some, make, yeah. make some friends. And then they might learn something and they might, Ah. and they might learn something. And especially if it's something about Jesus, because a lot of adults don't really feel like they're equipped or ready to teach the Bible to a child, which I, I'm a children's pastor and I don't always feel that way. Right. You know, I don't always feel like I can sit down and tell my children things. I mean, there's a lot of stories I don't know. and that's okay and that's okay but i think that but we feel that But we feel that pressure because i think the world says everything you do everything that's worth doing has some level of success to it Mm. and so if you're going to do this you have to take in this content Mm. and you become a smarter better whatever person because of it and really that isn't what that isn't what it says that we need to become. We need to become more like Jesus, not we Mm -hmm. need to become more scholarly toward knowing all the Bible things. Now, there's a place and a purpose and all of those things for that. We want them to learn those things. But, you know, in children's ministry, and I tell the leaders this, we're going to teach, we're going to always have a story every week. But if all that was ever done in that week is the story was told in the 15 minutes and the rest of the 45 minutes was spent... Just playing games and connecting mm-hmm. with each other, that is a successful week because mm-hmm. that connection and that learning how to be with other people in a community mm-hmm. that is far more important than walking out of here with a memorized Bible verse.
1: That's really good and I think I think that's a shift for a lot of us in mm-hmm. thinking about it and you know I remember when I would do youth ministry and I, I would say to our youth, our youth leaders all the time the, the, really the two things that God has given us. Um, and there are different ways to say this so people don't have to come and be, oh, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I, I summarize it as we have the story mm-hmm. and we have relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. That what we have, and then of course, the other part, and then I would always bring this, this would be like my big closer, right? You're a ah. like third act closer, you bring, it, and then we have the spirit of God <laughs> dwelling within. You know, that and that's obviously a huge key component. That's why it was the big closures. Ultimately, it's God that makes it work. But that the tools that we use as a church is we have to tell the story. There's no Mm -hmm. way around it. And what I mean by the story is the story of God coming to human beings to draw us into life with him. And that happens in the Old Testament and it happens in the New Testament. So whether they're telling a story about David and Goliath or whether you're telling a story out of the life of Jesus. We did
0: a whole year in children's ministry of the story of God telling those stories. However... We use the, the stories were the foundation and the backdrop for understanding mm. passion or sure. understanding, you know, getting along these with different your friends, virtues, these other we, virtues yeah. and these, and these ideas of, okay, in my life, this is how I need to experience God through these things. And, and those stories are foundational and we do want them to know them, but yeah. at the end of the day, when they're walking out of here, <laughs> yeah. I want them to, you know, I want them to remember how, who they interacted with or what, those are the lessons and the relational side of it is all so, so, so important.
1: I say this to my kids all the time. I do not come to church to learn about God. Mm -mm. I come to church to love God by loving my brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm -hmm. that I show up to worship God Mm -hmm. and to love him by loving these other people. That's a shift. The -hmm. primary reason we come to church is not informational, it is relational.
0: As a parent, when you get in the car, what are you tempted to ask your children?
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. We're going to get
0: practical here, guys. What
1: would you learn at church today? What would you
0: learn at church today? I have said that so many times. Oh, I,
1: say, I still say it all the time, and I don't, I, so I don't want to take that away from... But, this That's my opening question. That's a good opening question, and I think that's a really... That's, that's a fine thing to do, but here's... Vague enough. Here's what I would say is I would just... Put in your head, it's just in the background of maybe moving a little away from this question, even though, like I said, I still ask that question sometimes. The back of your head, put in, in your head, what else do you ask that question at? Mm-hmm. School. Mm-hmm. You ask, what'd you learn at school today? Mm-hmm. What'd you learn at school today? And there's a way in which you turn church into another form of school, that it's or, about. Pro-
0: or some uh, sports thing or some other sure, thing. Sure, well, what'd you do today? What'd, what'd you what- learn at it- Acting class or what did you learn It, you know, whatever. Yeah. But.
1: So the conversation I've been trying to have over the years with my daughters has been uh, so mm-hmm. who'd you see today? Who'd you spend time with today? Mm-hmm. Tell me a funny story that you and your friends had. Tell mm-hmm. me something that happened, or what's something that Mr. So-and-so said, mm-hmm. you know, or Miss Miss So-and-so said about this. You know, I wanted to know who their teachers were. I want to know who are you interacting with mm-hmm. and what happens in those interactions. Because like I said at the end of the last one. I had to tell my kids regularly, hey, you don't just come to learn about God. You are going to learn about God. That's that's the nature that's part of being it. around it is you're going to sit in the large group. You're going to hear the stories. You're going to learn them. And that is really important. I don't want to take that away from it because no. I don't want anyone to hear, uh, hey, the teaching doesn't matter. Otherwise, uh, a large chunk of what my job is my <laughs> <It's> go <goal. laughs>
0: me too this is a but good, this that's is a not g- why the, and those yes. things are like we said before they are foundational for yes. learning the Bible learning the learning is important it is just not the
1: it's thing. not the and, and the story exists within just, the context i see my job often in preaching as not even teaching people things i'm trying often to go i'm trying to give context for why we do what we do right. as a church. I'm often trying to help people understand, hey, the reason that we have you in small groups or the reason you should get back involved serving or the reason you should show up to worship on Sunday or the reason you should do this is, look at all of this in the scriptures. that talks about our life together and our life with God and what gives life to those relationships. So the story matters, and you have to have those stories. Like we said, it's really all. We have the story, the spirit, and the and the relationships that we build. But the relationships are critical to this. So I think asking my kids, who did you interact with today? Mm-hmm. What happened? That's a good way to start shifting the right. thing because otherwise it feels like a quiz.
0: Right. And, I, and I've and i been someone who has quizzed before. It starts with, what did you learn today? And then I'll say, what was your story today? Yeah. And then I'll say, oh. And by the end of it, when I'm just grasping for questions, mm-hmm. it'll be, well, who, who was there today? Or who mm-hmm. was this? And, and that's not is important to me. <laughs> well, I... and so I have to just put that into my own practice mm-hmm. and that's what we're challenging you all to do is to kind of shift your mindset from church is all about learning a story mm-hmm. to church is about being part of the community mm-hmm. and um interacting with other people. And yeah. so you can ask about the story. That is absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. like you said, who would you interact with today? who, you know, who was your leader today? Did you have any, you know, did yes. you have anything exciting happen today? What was the most fun activity you did today and why? Who'd you do that with? Cause nobody, they're not doing it by themselves. They're doing That's everything right. with somebody else. Um, or you know,
1: here's another good one. That I think is a good question. I know none of us want to be negative about things, but sometimes you have to be, go, did someone get on your nerves today?
0: Oh, I've asked that.
1: Did something frustrate you today? Did something disappoint you? And often your kids will bring more things out there, which honestly gives you a chance to step in here and say, so I've had my kids say before, oh, so-and-so was so, like, rude during the story. They were talking the whole time. They were distracting. I've often, when I've asked them what story did you in, they go, honestly, I don't think I could pay attention because so-and-so was being rude. They were talking back to the teacher or they were doing whatever. And I think in that opportunity, I've had opportunities because, believe it or not, lots, lots of times, children, behave like children no yes and so there's lots of times where there's someone who's rude or disruptive no. or talking or class. Yes. so i've often been able to do two sides of this to be able to say to my my girls well you know what i'm i'm really proud of the fact that that wasn't you today and also say and sometimes i know it is you because <laughs> sometimes they tell me it's you that was disruptive in class today. but being able to say you know, that's, that's a good reason for us to try and be respectful to the teachers, mm-hmm. to try and be obedient when they tell us to do something. All of good, godly virtues mm-hmm. that kind of step in, right? And we say, because, and, and this is teaching the story of God within the context of the community, because we want to help our brothers and sisters in Christ also be able also to hear the story hear and participate. But I've also done the other side of this, which is one of my girls will will step in and say, so-and-so is so rude. They're so annoying. I don't even know why they come if they're going to act like that. Oh, yes. You know? And then I can say, hey, don't you know what it's like sometimes to have a bad day and be kind of rude or be disrespectful or be whatever? And say, maybe instead of judging your brother or sister in Christ, mm-hmm. maybe what you should be doing is trying to find ways to help them. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best way you can help them is give them another chance next week. Mm-hmm. Don't go in with a lot of bad feelings towards this person. Don't
0: assume they're going to do the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, and if you see them doing the wrong thing, instead of sitting off to the side going, well, I hope someone gets them. Because mm-hmm. I, have, I have one daughter in particular that yeah. really loves when, they, when someone else gets got. <laughs> that, that i don't I, I get got i go get i know that job <laughs> and so i want to make sure they get got and they loved seeing that and say instead of sitting there maybe you should step over and go hey hey let's be quiet let's pay attention mm-hmm. because often you know this one of my child she's older than some of the other kids i said the other kids look up to you and so if you'll set the example and even tell them hey don't do it. that's not cool they'll respond more than they yes. want the teachers getting on to yeah them.
0: because and and then you also use that as an opportunity to teach them How to appropriately Mm. help somebody see, Mm -hmm. hey, you might need to make a change or a correction or whatever. And in a loving context, not in a, you're a terrible person.
1: That's right. You should shut up. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Or maybe my goal is I need to, and then I'll say, say, you know, one of the commands in the Bible a lot is to bear with one another, Mm -hmm. to put up with one another. And maybe the best thing you can do is maybe they're just having a hard time. And, you know, there are a lot of kids that come to our church, that are in their school system, and all kinds of stuff, and they have uh, special needs, they yeah. have, they have other, other needs, and sometimes the way they behave to children feels weird or disruptive or right. whatever and say, hey, maybe the best thing you could do for other people is not to judge them, but instead to just be patient mm-hmm. and to give people a second chance. See, that's a way to take these stories in the Bible, right, and these concepts of compassion right. and forgiveness and to bring it into a context where now they can practice it. And understand it And that next week they can come in and I'll say, hey, did so-and-so? And they go, yeah, you know, they did. But, you know, I tried just to be patient. And one of my friends was, you know, teasing them. But I decided to step right. in and, and step up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now they have an opportunity to do those things in a context where it becomes actually relational. And they are becoming more like Christ.
0: Right. And they're owning their own. They they learn to own their own behavior in those scenarios. That's right. And so... That, that's not... Because the next time they're presented with that, then they will have the opportunity to do it rather than us only telling them exactly how to do it.
1: I remember when I was... Um uh, doing youth ministry often, as when you take teenagers to go do things, there would be oh. incidents. Things would always. happen. And uh, by the nature of teenagers... And they so dramatic. They're dramatic and they're public and the other teenagers see it. And so, you know, I often, because I was the principal in the situation, had mm-hmm. to be the one to get on to them and talk yeah. to the parent and do whatever. And then other kids would kind of see it and they would come to me. The other teenagers would come, oh, I can't believe they treated you that way. Or oh, I can't believe they acted that way to them. And I always saw it as an opportunity for me to say, hey, you know what the best thing is? I think the best thing is when they come back next week, if everyone's not sitting there ready to get them, mm-hmm. if everyone's there to just kind of act like, hey, we love you. We're still happy you're here. Let's be a part of this. I said that maybe the acceptance, maybe the ability for children and teenagers to be foolish as they are, mm-hmm. right, that doesn't mean you don't correct, right? right? The adults must correct. The adults must step in and say something about it because do otherwise allows them to continue in their foolishness. But for the rest of the community, the children and students involved, to be able to look to them and say, Hey, we all do foolish things sometimes. Yeah. Let's do better. Now we're helping to form, and this is the good part. They're not developing a bunch of moral skills and in learning information, huh. but they are becoming a more moral person in, in the eyes of Christianity, in the eyes of what Jesus would say. In the story of Jesus, they are becoming more Christ-like because they're learning to forgive, be patient. Be patient, to be accepting to one another. Kind. Yes. And all of that is informed by both the story. So they have to have the stories mm-hmm. and they have to have the relationship. I think one key part of this uh, is, um, and, and Molly, I know f- for you, I was thinking about this, you know, now you are our children's pastor, mm-hmm. but you've only been on staff for a couple of years now. I'm sure there were periods in your parenting where feeling like you have to talk about the Bible to your kids felt like it was like, that's that shelf is a little high to reach oh, for. Yeah. Like it feels a little, and I think there are a lot of parents that you know they go. I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't. You know, I don't. I don't know if I know all of these stories. I haven't heard all the things. Mm-mm. So, have there been times in your life where you feel like <coughs> and having to talk about the Bible that feels yes. like a lot of pressure?
0: That is something that I don't always feel confident in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I look at my husband who can recite all kinds of stuff and he's not in ministry in right, the same yeah, way yeah. Um, but he knows you know where all these things are and stories and this and that and I you know like I've always said I've got John 316 down pretty good but I also feel very much I need to
1: forgive this person well
0: for God, for so God love, did so love, this love the world. world John 316 uh, and there's something in the about giving thank you thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. Tim Tebow <laughs> That is basically me. (laughs) Tim Tebow, Molly Parks.
1: (laughs) Tim John through sixteen. Tim Tebow, (laughs) Molly Parks.
0: (laughs) But yes, it feels. But yes, it does feel like a lot of pressure to feel like okay, child, let me pour out this story to you and relate it back to the Bible. That's hard, and and. It is important to know those things sure. and it is yeah you know, we're going to talk more about that a little bit. Yeah, and, in a couple months we're, couple, going to we're going to talk pretty teach, detailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we're going to teach you all how to have equip these kind of yourself. biblical conversations yes.
1: with your kids.
0: And um, it, it isn't always easy, but it is okay to investigate it together. It yeah. is okay to say, "I don't remember where this is" or "I mm. but but we should but we know where the Bible has stuff that well, relates the to this. Well, the benefit is
1: you have Google, and you yeah, can say, Google, where does it say this? Or I'll every tell you this. teen
0: Bible is the best because the, all the younger, the kids in the teen Bibles are my favorite because I can flip to the back and find the topic I'm looking for.
1: Yes, and I
0: think in particular, <laughs> sorry. My children are outside of the door, and it is. They're, dan- they're, they're dancing. They come by and
1: dance. Um, I'll say this. Google is your friend. When I was when I was first starting out like writing sermons and teaching teens and I've gotten more confident now but when I, I would regularly go somewhere in the bible it says something like this and yes. then they pull up like 10 versions yes. and I'd kind of be able to and read that's through that's okay oh, it was very helpful I wrote many a <coughs> sermon with the google, google search Nathan somewhere <laughs> in the bible it says something like this <laughs> and I was like oh that
0: works that's okay. a good one Uh, The truth is, it says the same thing in multiple places in the Bible. And so you. Well, that's how you
1: know it's actually, you're actually understanding the teaching. I'll say that is, if there are multiple places in the Bible that say similar things, you go, oh, that's an actual theme in the Bible, Mm -hmm. not one verse I'm just taking out Out of context context, to make it say what I want it to say. But
0: I mean, I think with our kids, it's it's totally fine to do that Google search with them. It's totally fine to say, you know what? Or yeah, I'm going to come back to you on this or, or let or. me,
1: let me email, you know, the yes. a pastor at the church. Let me email and or ask somebody.
0: why don't you ask your large group leader about mm, that this week? That's I mean, a great one, we yeah. talk a lot about these other relationships and in, in our lives and, you know, as adults, we have them and, and as we want our children to have them. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we're talking to our children. And they're asking questions and there's different scenarios. Bring those other people in. They are invested in your child's life. Well, and I think...
1: So here's what I'll say about it feeling on, on the top shelf. I think that's why asking these relational questions... I think sometimes it's so much simpler for us as parents. Is I think sometimes... We don't ask what did you learn in, we don't even ask what you learned in church on Sunday because we're afraid what if they say something and I've never heard that story or I don't know, or they ask a question about the story that I can't answer. I learned a lot
0: from my preschooler yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> well, he was in preschool good. now he's not, but when he was preschool, he'd come home and... Yeah, I mean, and so does the teacher in there. She's (laughs) all the time to me. She's like, I just love these versions of these stories because I can relate to them so much better. Well,
1: anyone who's ever taught in children's or students eventually sees, oh man, I learn more because I have to really understand it to teach it. But what I was trying to say was, I think if you as a parent would go, let me take the pressure off of the Bible part. The church, the church teachers are going to be pretty equipped to teach the Bible part. But what I can do is really help with the relational part of encouraging them, and not just with their friends, but as you said, with these adults. I really try to know who are my kids' teachers, not so like, I want to know who's in there teaching stuff. It's so that I can be able to really lift
0: them up. I'm the hype
1: man for for, for uh, Mr. Joe who teaches right my kids and Joe Ms. in
0: return is the hype man for you as the parent yes. and it's not and it and that's what it means to be in the community. Mr. Joe
1: is actually a teacher. I realized it's after I said it, it might have awesome. sounded like I was saying little Johnny. No again. no no, Mr.
0: Joe is <laughs> awesome and yes. your child one of your child's teachers. Yes, and it is you like you're saying you hype mr joe up and all of a sudden your daughter feels like you know there that is enough. Yes. and not only do i already know i think mr joe's cool my dad thinks mr joe's great too so that even becomes a safer place and and then me as a parent i also should have people in my life that's why we have our parenting ministry and things with other adults mm-hmm. because i as a parent might want to go to a parent who's been there done that and say mm-hmm. oh, you had a conversation have you ever had a conversation with your child about x y and z and i want to be able to reference something from the bible but i don't really know where sure, or whatever yeah. and just there's guidance you can get from there so it is we are talking about the relationships and we are talking about the relational aspect of it but the foundational part is in the bible and so yeah. they go together they're not separate Last week at Christmas in Cowboy was so cool because your oldest daughter mm-hmm. was serving in a new way. And, yes. um, you know, I thought it was so cool to see her at a table mm-hmm. with a number of people. Yes. Um, and I know because we talked about it during the week that she was going to do this for the first time and you were yes. wanting to make sure there was options for her of who she could be with, what other yeah, adults she could be with. because. Right. Because you are very relational, and mm-hmm. and you've been asked to walk with the families, and that isn't right. necessarily the same. And no one wants that, me gift wrapping. Right, no one wants you <laughs> gift wrapping or me. Yes, talking. Yes, gift wrapping, not necessarily. But I think that you know it was cool because God's gifted you and and your daughter with different mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. And this both was both useful to the both, church, both useful to the church and in serving others. Mm-hmm. And God, you know made sure that there was ways that he could use both of you and and what was so cool to see with her was that she was at this table interacting with Mm. other people and that i know because you had talked to me about it that there were multiple tables she could have been at with the different people she had already had existing relationships with that she would have been comfortable with they would have been happy to have her there and the cool thing is is seeing that you guys were serving together as brothers mm. and sisters in Christ, right? But that it wasn't you and her right there together doing it and That's not right. serving. You know, it was now all of shoulder a sudden to shoulder. shoulder to shoulder, in the sa- working towards this greater good of God mm-hmm. with the skills and with the with the gifts and talents that He had gifted each one of you, and yes. you guys got to both put those things into place, along Mm -hmm. with a lot of other people, Mm -hmm. and um, do God's work. And so it's cool to go from, you know, when you start taking it out of the family context into the bigger church context, and it was really cool to see it. Because I also have a relationship with Mm -hmm. her and came to her table, and I remember stopping and thinking it was very cool to see her just doing like just rapping and taking being charge a little bit and laughing yes. with some of the teenagers and then yes. she criticized my rapping but that's fine I didn't get, I didn't take it yes. too personally but she wasn't being mean about it no. she was just like oh yeah that's not good for you. well because
1: she felt in that situation I'm just enough in this situation though I am probably she was probably the youngest person in the room rapping <clears laughing, throat> she goes I am I am an equal part of this she church was. and what's going on And it allowed me, instead of being the father in the situation, I could just, as we said, be brother, sister in Christ in this relationship and watch other adults influence her, guide her, kind of correct her along the way, and then encourage her and say, man, you're doing awesome. And the amount of adults in our church who came to me and said, man, I was so impressed with your daughter. It was awesome to see. was just amazing. And I think about for so many parents in our church, especially if you've got teenagers, if you could get them involved in our first Saturday opportunities and these other opportunities where... You could be there because at first ever we allow the parents to be there, but you could see them interacting with other adults in the church. It would get you to start to catch this glimpse of, man, this is what our fam- our family could be a lot bigger than just the four people in our nuclear family. Right. It could be this whole church family, and that there's a way in which as they graduate and they get older, we our relationships shift and it becomes more shoulder to shoulder, you know. And so anyway, I just think it's this this beautiful thing, and we want to really try and help. As I can see, Molly's kids outside, ready for us to be done, coming in and dancing. Yes. Uh, as we're kind of moving <coughs> on in in this series for us to begin to see, hey, your job as the parent really is to try and figure out, hey, how can I be a model right. of life with God? And then when I bring them to church, how can we help to emphasize those relationships yes. there
0: and help our children experience God? through those shoulder-to-shoulder things, because now your oldest daughter has a new confidence that That's she right. is also a contributor to the kingdom of God. Mm. And, and she now has this belief in herself that she can make an impact on other people's lives, because she right. stood there and saw it on repeat
1: That's right.
0: as she interacted with other people. So it was a really cool thing to see. And I think, you know, as parents, we all have that opportunity in one way or another. So this week, we definitely want you guys to start... Yeah, I think your um, start, homework... Yeah, yeah, your homework is, you know, going back to these questions, right? And sort right. of going back to making sure that the relational side is... Yeah, do you know making, the names
1: of all the teachers yes. or in student
0: leaders? Who are Who's interac- who's interacting with your kids? And I know we talked about that last year some, too, but that is really important. Who's interacting with your children? You who you know does, their friends? Who are their friends? Who they have relationships with? What, Who's the
1: kid they can't stand? <laughs> what irritates
0: them? Yes. Who's yeah. the kid they can't stand? And and what brings them life when they come here? Like, what that's is right. it that's great about being here? And, yes. and you know, really, if this is what matters, then those would be the questions you would want to be asking your child. So that's
1: right.
0: just start thinking outside the box on that and just start thinking more questions about relationships and um, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, we want to hear from you. So there is a link in the show notes. Yep. You can send us comments, questions, anything um, that you want us to hear. Maybe just a hi. We're yeah. out there.
1: <laughs> I said death threats last time, but if Molly, I didn't was, like that. Molly was, I, don't want to, yeah, I didn't so like that. We, we so we should not do that. But yeah, questions, things, things, things you want us, like to, us talk to talk about. about. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: All right. Well, you have a great week, and we'll see you next week.